Um, and when I uh, thought about what story I want to tell regarding freedom and slavery, and I was thinking about it's you know, in some ways easier to, to think, think about freedom and harder to think about slavery when it comes to ourselves personally, um, I thought about the fact that um, I don't ever think of myself as someone who has a lot of fear, especially not fear around people. And uh, it's not really true. And uh, I want to share with you that I was um, coming back from the rabbis' conference, the West Coast rabbis' conference, on uh, Thursday. And as many of you know, between Monday and Thursday, a lot of people are stranded in this country and couldn't get back. Anybody who was trying to fly east was stranded wherever they were west of where they were going. Um, and so I was in the Palm Springs airport, and I was flying from Palm Springs to San Francisco, and my partner and I were sitting about to take a one-hour flight, and uh, our flight was delayed for an hour. And people seemed, you know, a couple of people seemed more than normally disgruntled. And there was a young African-American guy, and he definitely seemed very upset. And he had a little baby, about a year old, in a stroller that was crying, and the pacifier kept falling out, and he kept putting it in the baby's mouth, and he was talking, he was really angry, and he was on the phone talking to somebody, and a couple people moved away from him, and um, he, you could tell, was stranded. And I went to the bathroom, when I came back, my partner was not sitting where she was sitting before, and I looked over, and she was sitting next to him, and she had the baby in her lap. And, um, I mean, so this is like a six foot five African-American guy, full gold grill teeth, with wearing, um, you know, like pants where you could see his, you know, his boxers to his knees. And she's the only one sitting with him. And, and I could, looking at her, and she puts her arm on his shoulder, she takes the phone, and she checks to see if it's charged. And I'm like, just what this guy needs is like a Jewish mother. <laughs> And uh, so I went over, I got our, our boarding passes, I gave her the boarding pass and um, picked up my bag and I get in line and I turn around and I'm already at the place where we're putting our, you know, the boarding pass in and I give the guy the boarding pass and walk and she's, my partner Justine is gone again. And I get on the plane and she's gone and everybody's sitting there and she doesn't get on the plane and then last people on the plane, she's carrying the stroller, he has the baby, they get on and I'm like, I'm not even sure if she's going to sit with me at this point. Um, and um, so she comes and she sits down with me and, and uh, then we're delayed another hour. And she said, you know, I think he's going to miss his connection. He's going to Indianapolis. And I'm like, I'm sure he'll be fine. He's, you know, he's a grown up. Don't worry about it. And she's like, no, I don't, I don't think so, Sydney. And uh, I'm like, well, you know, how, how far is this going to go? We got to get home to our own kids. And... We got off the plane, and again, she's still on the plane with him and with the baby. And when they come off, I'm like looking at my watch, and she gives me this look like, what's wrong with you? Like, I, I want to help this guy. Just like chill out. So I sit down, and um, she checks with the agent, and she comes over to me. She goes, you know, this is his first time on a plane. And this is his baby's first time on a plane. He brought his kid to see his, the maternal grandmother in California. Now they're stranded here in San Francisco. And uh, I think we should take them home. <laughs> and And you know what? We I, I wasn't sure I really no, I wasn't sure what to do. 
and I was I was like annoyed with her and the baby was crying and you know she said just stay here with them for a minute and then she went and she bought him a sandwich and she got the baby some yogurt and then she's sitting with the baby feeding the baby and and like I was having the worst I was having like an internal turmoil like why am I being so what what's the matter with me why am I saying like I don't think it's a good idea and why are you spending so much time I'm sure this guy can figure it out and um, it was a bad feeling and she said you know we she's you know if any of us were stranded wouldn't you want somebody to like come and see that you were uncomfortable or something wasn't going your way and you know what either we're gonna like help them out by bringing them home or we're gonna get them a hotel room for tonight because he is stranded for 24 hours with a one-year-old out of diapers and doesn't have any food and uh, I said okay yeah you're right um, and it made me feel awful because uh, I think of myself as a kind person and a generous person and I think I was afraid of him or I was afraid that like something bad was gonna happen to us um, and it was already happening because it was like I was shrinking and and feeling really crummy like I don't want to help this guy and we have our life and I was thinking oh we're gonna be late to pick up our kids at Jewish day school like I and she just wanted she just wanted to help this guy and he wasn't asking for help and it was obvious he could really use the help and um, he probably could have used both of us being two Jewish mothers at that moment and not me kind of being like angry and small and fearful. And that's when I kind of got in touch with the fact that I don't know if it was like about race or about stranger or about something bad could happen, but it felt really like something small and enslaved in me that didn't let me just open up and see that what Justine was doing was the way that we're supposed to be. Like when you sang at the beginning, what would it be like if the whole world was full of kindness and we didn't have to be scared of each other and the way we looked or the way we felt was open instead of shut. So I tell you that because um, after we got home I said to Justine, first of all, I'm sorry that I shrunk down and got angry and annoyed at you just helping a stranger. Um, and I said, I'm really, I'm kind of in awe of you because it turns out I am afraid and you're not afraid of anyone. So for me, it's hard to tell the story because it makes me feel kind of crummy that I was small. And the part of me that felt enslaved and not free was the part that is a fearful place. And I'm sure that everybody here can think of something inside of them that feels like they're afraid and that you operate out of that place of fear um, and it doesn't feel good. But I will end by quoting somebody who is not Jewish but can inspire everybody and that's Eleanor Roosevelt who said, do one thing every day that scares you. And as a Jewish mother, I used to think, well, that's not a good idea. <laughs> but I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to get it, which is do something every day that makes you get out of your comfort zone. Because sometimes when we're comfortable, we may think we're free, but it's an illusion. Because it's when we truly get in touch with the things that, that make us a little uncomfortable or scare us or even fearful, and we examine them and we move forward that we grow a lot more and feel a lot more free in our souls and our spirits. So Shabbat Shalom.